0: We still don't have like a solid intro for this podcast.
1: I know, I'm I'm trying. I'm thinking.
0: I know. I wish I knew a musician. I've always said like, I wish I knew a musician. I wish I knew somebody who was good with music. It was good with making like an original tune that can make us an intro. I, I would appreciate an intro and an outro, but I'll take an intro just an intro. The
1: intro we play also as an outro
0: yeah we can double up um anyway welcome to the how scary is it podcast my name is anthony and i'm Bree, and this is a podcast in which we determine how scary is it
1: if it isn't or is scary <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're still finding our feet a little bit yes. with the re- rebranding um
1: so we're having fun with this um and I hope you are also excited for our second podcast of the new year.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, So we... um. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, Happy New Year. Well, this would come out like... We're mm-hmm. recording this on
1: the, second. the
0: 2nd of January, but this is going to come out later. We're trying to knock a bunch yeah, out Yeah, because we once. are busy
1: professionals. We set this up every break we said we're gonna get ahead of ourselves and Maybe then the, like a month ahead and then yeah. we ended up running behind because <laughs> we take a month off because we're pieces of poop yep yeah.
0: um so you know um i think that this rebranding has been enjoyable for us so far we- i was
1: just talking to anthony Ooh, sorry i bumped into the microphone with my yep. chin because i'm the crimson chin over here his big freaking ass chin <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Everybody. Anyway, <laughs> I was talking to Anthony. I did it again. Oh my god! Uh, I was talking to Anthony, and I was like, you know, I'm really enjoying this. I like. I don't dread like doing the podcast. Like I don't like dread watching the movies for the podcast. There's been some great movies we did before the rebranding, but then like when we started doing like the director series and the actor series, like th- some of those movies I just didn't want to watch.
0: No, I felt the same way. I felt like um, there were it it's weird because when it comes to anything that's not horror when i choose a movie you generally don't like it or are not interested. When you choose a movie, I generally am not interested in it. But we but, both
1: love horror. movies. But we both
0: love horror, so like I have no room to complain. Did I want to watch necessarily the movie that we are discussing today? No, but did I watch it? And I don't want to say I enjoyed it. But I enjoyed
1: your company while watching yeah, this movie. Yeah,
0: you know, I didn't like. We were
1: both into absolutely the dread. no like we were both into the movie we're both watching commenting like having a back and forth conversation i guess i just had questions reminiscent of when we first started the podcast when we would just talk and like bounce ideas off each other so it was nice to get back to that
0: yeah yeah so uh, you know i i guess uh, the rebranding has been going well and you know what we have not been micromanaging ourselves in terms of a schedule I don't have like a list of movies that.
1: No, it's just, what do you want to watch?
0: Yeah, basically. And he
1: picked the first one, I picked this one, and then he'll pick probably the I've next one. I've got movies
0: that are on a, like horror movies that are on like a, a mental list of like things that I've just missed in the past that I'd like to check out in the future, but nothing where it's like, okay, this week we're doing this, this week we're doing this.
1: No, it's fun. So it's like, we're not even going to tell you what movie's next. It's going to be a surprise.
0: I don't even know what movie's next. No, Anthony's going to gonna choose honest. it though. Oh, I get to choose?
1: Yeah, we trade off. Okay. The The only thing is that when we do go see Megan, that's neither of our choice. That's just a new movie. That is
0: a movie that we are going to see.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so.
0: Which I feel like that's going to be my reaction coming out of the movie is like, yes, this is a movie that I saw.
1: Sorry Bless for you. sneezing. Yeah. They come in threes.
0: Yeah. You know what my brother used to say whenever Hit it again? I, I sneezed? Instead of like God bless you, because I grew up in a he, Catholic say, household. say Satan
1: bless you. No, he said
0: God hates you. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He would be like, instead of God bless you, he'd say, he'd do the sign of the cross with his hand and say, God hates you. <laughs> <laughs> and me as like a little seven year old kid, I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> um, anyway, I, oh, for the new year, Brie, I wanted to bring this up. I told you this earlier today, but I have been making a list of movies that I uh, watch in 2023.
1: Similarly, how I make a list of books
0: mm-hmm.
1: I've read in 2023. Last year, I read 34 books. My goal this year is 40 books. Nice. I beat I- my goal last year. My goal was 30. So I exceeded that and then some. Or was it? 25. I'm like double, like, like almost doubling. Yeah, like well,
0: those are rookie numbers.
1: I know. If there are people who read like 100 books a year. I, and my ADHD, would never.
0: Well, I got the idea from, um, I think it was Edgar Wright, director. Edgar Wright posted on Twitter before the new year, like, here's a list of all the movies that I watched in 2022 and here's an asterisk if it's a rewatch or you know whatever it was and it was just such a long list of movies and I'm like man I probably did watch like a a fair amount of movies in 2022 I just never wrote them down and I never kept track of it so I'm wondering how long the list is going to be by the end of the year like in one year's time where is it going to be um right now it is january 2nd and i have four movies on the
1: list so if you didn't know we watch a ton of movies i think instead of watching tv show episodes we should put on movies in the nighttime
0: i don't know if i'd be able to pay attention to that sometimes i like to zone out when we get home and it's a long day of work and i don't i don't really want to pay attention to that's why i love my
1: favorite show to zone out to and watch is jeopardy
0: yeah, it I really it. is. I love it. But sometimes I feel like when we do put on Jeopardy on like Pluto or something, or we watch like Celebrity Jeopardy.
1: We're watching the same episodes.
0: We're well sometimes we're watching the same episodes, but sometimes I do get into it and I'm like, man, this is hurting my brain. Like how did anybody know this? I've wanted to start a quiz bowl team at my school, but I know. it's a such a tough process.
1: But we're having a, a good day today, right?
0: I suppose it's been a relaxing day. It's been for a lazy you. day. And I apologize if you hear Kaido. I'm sure there's a dog walking across <laughs> the street that he is whining at right now. Oh, my God.
1: Uh, I went for a workout. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> He's going wild. Our what son- are you doing? Our son
1: is crying.
0: You want me to go check it out?
1: Nope. Nope. I think there's a dog probably walking. You want me the to go street. check it out? You
0: want to keep everyone? Yeah, sure. I'm going to tell yeah, everybody just, what just I was keep, up just to keep today. talking. I'm going to check it out.
1: So I went to the gym today, and my gym I love it. And it was a tornado workout, which means you it's short blocks and you switch quickly around the room. So every like after a block you switch, and so there was like a four and a half minute block, then a, th- a four minute block, then a like a three and a half minute block, and man it killed me and then i was like i'm gonna make anthony something nice for dinner tonight i want to treat him and this is something i did a lot during the pandemic like my love language is like gift gifting and acts of service i love to like make food for anthony i'm back i love it so i'm making a pasta bake and I usually do when I do pasta bakes I usually do a red sauce but my husband does not like red sauce
0: I don't it's not that I don't like red sauce it's, it's not your preferred it's not sauce. my preferred sauce
1: so I am making a pasta bake with alfredo sauce and it's going to have mushrooms and sausage and it's going to be really good and then I am making his favorite dessert that he's been begging me to make for months now yeah He's really you've been like asking me. I've been
0: asking for a long time. I feel like we haven't had it and I haven't made a... them since
1: the summer. Did you make them during this past summer? Yeah. I don't remember
0: you making them this summer.
1: I did sh- make them, but I think I gave I made them I think for Kaido's birthday. Did I, I don't know?
0: remember. I don't remember. But it's maple bacon cupcakes. He loves them. They're so good.
1: I um made them for my dad once and my dad was like this is the best thing i've ever eaten in my life
0: (laughs) well i also said that
1: (laughs) (laughs) i always run my food past the two most important men in my life my husband number one and number two my dad my dad became number two when i married my husband (laughs) before it was dad number one husband number two but my dad loves my red sauce for my pasta My husband doesn't like red sauce as much as Alfredo, so I don't make it as often as I would if I was still living at home. And then my maple bacon cupcakes are really good. My mom loves my lemon cupcakes, those are her favorite. I made those for her birthday Mm -hmm. this year. But I usually make the maple bacon in the fall, but bacon has been so expensive. It was on sale at the store today. It was only like three like 50
0: let's go i
1: know and i was like i'm gonna grab this because bacon's usually like six dollars i
0: feel like there's a lot of stuff that's going down in price lately and i'm not trying to get like political or anything or be i can econ- ec- w- i was gonna say economist that's not the word uh economist um
1: economist i'm not,
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna try to act <laughs> smart here you know but all just, i'm saying that's is economist, I think that, but
1: just pronounced differently
0: yeah um all i'm saying is gas prices are going down um prices at the store are going down
1: i'm loving these sales Give de- me de- de- all the chicken sales. sales
0: are great oh my god um, there's
1: chicken on sale i almost it was like bought nine it. bucks i almost bought it because it was like nine bucks for like a pack of chicken but i was i saw Next this week we i saw chicken. the sell by date and it was like the 8th of january yeah and i was like even though we'll freeze it and it'll be good forever no that's not true like you can only eat it for so many months but Anthony
0: and I make stuff last a long time. Yeah. So like I, I'm, a chicken I'm appreciating package will last. We're in like a month. much different position than we were at say like March of last year when things were just like skyrocketing in price because of stupid stuff going around the world. But um it's nice. You know, things are getting better. Uh and I think that we're gonna have a really solid twenty twenty-three. I'm looking okay. on the positives here. I was thinking about my specifically my selfishly my calendar year of 2022 and it's like man i had a pretty good year got my master's, got married uh went on that honeymoon it was fun uh, uh, took care of the doggy um what else did i do got to see my chemical romance
1: oh that was the best this year we have a lot to look forward to 2023 is gonna be awesome we have taylor swift we're gonna go see Mm -hmm. like that's exciting my sister's getting married this year that's exciting yeah um yeah
0: and that's it
1: well no we have <laughs> well there's a lot of movies we that have we tickets to see. to see whatever broadway musical we want yes to see which is exciting They're orchestra t- tickets so they're like, up like really close really close mm-hmm. thank you to my friend
0: cats who... is playing
1: i will never see that <laughs> <laughs> i i suffered through the movie and i was like never again yeah there's there's the one I really want to see. We're not going to make it. No. Yeah.
0: So I think that up, upon our rebranding of the podcast and we're enjoying it thus far, two episodes into the rebranding, um, about as far as the listeners are listening, two weeks into 2023, we're we're doing well so far. I don't know. Maybe maybe things happen. You, you never know how quickly things can change uh, in 2020. <laughs> for example january 2nd we thought the world was going to be in a great place and then like a couple weeks later it ended so you never know but we're gonna hope Th- for the that best that was
1: wild yeah
0: a little wild year I- well i was just watching um not again not to get like political one of the movies on my list the last movie i, I watched a documentary while brie was at the uh um the gym Bree brie was at the gym um called uh this place rules it's a documentary from Andrew Callahan, who runs Channel Five on YouTube, uh, very, uh, very much like goes to different organizations, rallies, things like that. Just interviews people, and his interview style is so intriguing because he just lets people talk. The questions that he asks aren't leading in any way. It's just like he he has said in I think in his interview with Hot Ones, he was like, "I just do the thing where I just nod." and say yes to everything. And then he, people just start unloading. He's like, I don't really push them to say certain things. They just say whatever's on their mind. And that leads to some really good stuff. Um, and it leads to getting to know people a bit better. So the whole documentary is about the lead up to January 6 and everything and how he followed media and he followed the rallies and things like that. But um, I forgot where I was going with this. I don't know i guess we're off to a good start <laughs> <laughs> i completely lost my train of thought anyway i guess we're off to a good start in 2023
1: yeah gonna make some bacon maple bacon cupcakes and that's what i'm doing after this i keep sneezing and coughing i'm so sorry everybody she's sneezy no like the, the, i'm the, like the a sneeze is coming up
0: yeah. isn't that a uh in seven dwarves sneezy <laughs> there you go yep um, All boogery. right. Um. About fifteen. Oh, there's Kaido again. Oh, what he was barking at last time. What? <clears throat> guess what? Guess what it was. A dog. Nothing.
1: Oh. It was nothing. And then he
0: jumped on me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was barking at nothing, and then he jumped on me. <laughs>
0: and now he's barking again at nothing. So why don't we um why don't we speed it up here and get into it?
1: Okay. So I picked this movie because when I was in high school, I went and saw it in the theater.
0: I was just about to ask what your history with this and movie. And I went was. And
1: saw it with a bunch of my friends. Wait, what year was this came out?
0: Two thousand nine, the beginning of two thousand nine. I called it January of two thousand nine. No, you weren't in high school yet.
1: We weren't. No. Oh, then I was a middle schooler, you, you, and you I were went in middle saw school it? in two
0: thousand nine.
1: Oh, I remember seeing it with a group of friends. We sat in like the front of you, frontest frontis row, like. Yeah. i hate those seats those and i sat seats. on someone's lap i don't know if we bought why? tickets for it
0: why did you do that
1: i i this is before the pre-assigned seating
0: oh wow i don't
1: know if we bought tickets or we just walked in
0: movie theater so like okay i know exactly what you're talking about because in the era of like 2007 to, or 2006 to 2009 like when we were in middle school I would go see a lot of movies with my friends and we would just walk into like R-rated movies. Security at these theaters was nothing like it is today. I like, don't even... I don't think we went... Well, we, movie theaters used to also put the poster of the movie that's showing in that theater outside the theater. So people would know what movie they're walking into. And then they would just walk in. I, I, I hate, hate to admit it, but I've theater hopped in my day in my youth. It's something that I'm that proud. Happened. I did I'm, it. No, I. I did it. I did, I don't like I did doing it.
1: I was a te- I was a teen, tween, and I did it. And you know, I feel bad for the kids who can't do that no more. It was like a rite of passage. Yeah,
0: man. They've they've locked it down. I in in so. these theaters, they got security. They got people asking to see your tickets sometimes upon entering the theater. Um, they've got ushers there that are like usher,
1: usher. Yeah watch
0: this Ooh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway so i went and saw this as a tween um it's called the unborn and i just remember laughing throughout the entire thing and i wanted to rewatch it because it's supposed to be a horror movie and i was like was i an annoying ass or was this a like was it scary i'll
0: put it in context for everybody that's listening we got about i don't know two minutes into the movie and brie made some like snarky comment about a glove being in the- Oh, a glove that's scary i was like was that one of the things you yelled out in the theater like being an asshole teenager <laughs> she's like yep
1: i was trying to do all the same stuff as why? I why you're gonna uh,
0: ruin the movie
1: for me oh no i wanted you to know like how i behaved <laughs> like a butt <laughs> yeah yeah Anyway, let's get. I bet you have some background stuff.
0: I actually don't have a lot of back. There's not a lot on this movie. It's a very low, like, it's a forgettable movie. I Can guess. I
1: read that one review of the movie?
0: Yes, please read the review. Okay. We looked on Letterboxd for all these different reviews, and some of them are hilarious. So going to pull it up right now. But uh, the movie we're watching, or we have watched, is 2009's The Unborn. Uh, directed and written by David S. Goyer, who also wrote The Dark Knight. No, he didn't write The Dark Knight. He wrote Batman Begins. He wrote Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, um, and amongst others. It is produced by uh, Platinum Dunes, which is Michael Bay and Brad Fuller's uh, production company, which once that Platinum Dunes logo came on, I immediately told Brie, I'm like, well, there's our first red flag. <laughs> Usually these Platinum Dunes movies are big stinkers, um, for lack of a better term. I called when the movie came out. I said, I didn't even know before researching it. I'm like, I bet that this was a movie that was released in January of 2009. And Bree's like, why do you say that? Well, historically, in this time period, it's not so much like this anymore. But in this time period, movie studios would release pretty shitty horror movies uh in january because they knew that they were probably going to be flops and they weren't going to make a lot of money in january is usually a dead month for moviegoers
1: oh well, this does not give me hope for megan
0: that's what i was thinking too <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking so I, I wikipedia'd uh the unborn and lo and behold released january 9th 2009
1: <laughs> okay so here is the review um the unborn is a poorly directed lazily scripted and shoddily performed horror movie that's never for once never once compelling takes uninspiring shortcuts at every available opportunity and concludes with a wholly uninspiring finale that's devoid of any tension or terror
0: who is that from imdb oh this is an imdb review yes uh just from like a random person
1: um yes oh nice
0: uh can i think I, that's funny can i read you a uh letterboxed review of this movie
1: sure.
0: I got to make my letterbox account uh I, this is a pretty um a pretty straightforward and honest review is if 95% of your movie is actors standing around explaining an overcomplicated plot or lore to each other or driving to the next character or location to do it some more you might have some of that david goyer autourism
1: <laughs> i have to i have to agree with some of these other reviews it says it's it's not scary because they don't develop any of their characters
0: i, I had that complaint when we watched the movie brie put it a good way she's like when we record the podcast what did you said it's the podcast isn't how bad is it
1: no it's how scary is
0: how it? scary is it
1: so like it's not a good movie, but is it a scary movie? Which and we, that's we what can we can break it down. That's what we're here to tell I, you.
0: My, I think my biggest complaint about this movie, and I mentioned it a couple times, I wrote it down a few times in my notes. I have my notebook here. Show, not tell.
1: Yeah, they Show do a, not tell. They do a lot of talking. So, so much
0: freaking talking in this movie i was like stop explaining what you're gonna do and just do it like there's a scene where they're at the end of the movie i'm skipping around and i'm not going to spoil it too much yet but at the end of the movie there is this exorcism scene and they keep talking about, okay, we're going to do this. 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 You I'm might like, feel this. Shut you might up. look like this. Just do it. And like, just don't eat. We're not stupid. Just show us what's going to happen. Your
1: audience is not an idiot. Yeah. Stop I hate that. Stop treating your audience like Who said eight.
0: somebody, I think Aaron Sorkin, writer Aaron Sorkin said that. He was like, y- your audience isn't stupid. Like, you shouldn't have a script that's just explaining what's going to happen. the characters uh, just having expository uh, dialogue the entire time it should be like okay we're gonna we're just gonna do it and your audience is going to figure it out along the way your audience is going to pick up on whatever is going on I think that Paul Thomas Ander- I'm gonna go back to Paul Thomas Ugh. Anderson PTA is a good uh, example of show not tell there's a lot that He shows us, like in Punch Drunk Love, for example, you don't need to know that Barry Egan is, you know, has something wrong with him. He has anger issues. He has self confidence issues. He doesn't outwardly say, I'm angry and sad. (laughs) Exactly. But it's by the things that he does that shows the audience how people interact with him. Exactly. Whereas this movie is just like, Okay, well, in 1945, in the Holocaust, and this was happening, and also this demon, and also Judaism, and also like, okay, I don't need to know all of this lore and backstory. Just show me what's going to happen.
1: Okay, so it opens up with our our main character, Casey.
0: Oh, that was another thing
1: played by Odette
0: Odette Yasmin. Yes, who I she has not been in very much uh, because she
1: looks so familiar. What she has you looks like in?
0: Mandy Moore. I think she looks like Mandy Moore.
1: No, like she's been in something as like.
0: She's in Supergirl.
1: That's where I know her from. Yeah, I figured. I watched Supergirl like <laughs> religiously for like a year straight.
0: So well, I think one of my.
1: um, bigger, Oh, my God. One of
0: my bigger concerns about was character development in this movie. We don't
1: know anything about Casey. I,
0: listen, I didn't know any of these characters names pretty much the entire movie. I was I, I think I wrote it in. 45 minutes in the movie I know nothing about the characters their motivations or anything that's happening in this movie because nobody they tell us everything that's going on I know in about terms of what like, was
1: his name Jumbie
0: Jumbie yeah I know I know a lot about Jumbie <laughs> I don't even know our main character's name
1: we didn't <laughs> we didn't know her name and then someone called her case and I was like oh it's Casey and he's like no we don't know if it's Casey we don't know that he's like all we know is it's case and I'm like case is like an Nickname for Casey. Listen, they didn't up. call
0: her Casey. They just called her Case for the first 45 minutes of this movie.
1: Her name was Case. <laughs> that, like, it opens <laughs> up with Casey. She's running. Um, and then there's like a blue knit glove laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. She grabs the glove. and then To this, which
0: Bree said, "Ooh, scary, a glove. And
1: then a creepy little boy appears. He looks dead. Creepy little dead boy. Yeah, whatever. Sure. And then he disappears and then it's a dog in a mask.
0: Which is actually a pretty weird looking, it's unsettling image.
1: I know. They do such a good job with showing, not telling at the beginning. Right. Like this beginning yeah. sequence, there's no talking. It's just the boy, the glove, the dog. Then the, she follows the dog into the woods and uncovers like a fetus. Buried fetus. Mm-hmm and but then
0: then, sh- then we skip like the scene then shifts to her on like zo- not zoom but like fa- uh skype or something uwu, with um her friend her and she's friend. like it's
1: a weird dream and i'm like ah oh, it's a dream but
0: they didn't show us that it was a dream they were just they said it was a dream
1: yes that's my problem I'm like, show us her waking up yes show don't us don't her waking say, up oh
0: what a weird dream i just had sh- you just show us wake her, her up. Waking up like
1: why would you it's a shortcut it's a shortcut
0: That's what the review said, right? This is a shortcut. They took
1: a shortcut at every available turn. Mm -hmm. They did not show us her waking up. They just said, what a scary dream.
0: Okay. Again, to provide a little bit of context, before we watch this movie, Brie said something like, oh, I was was a... I was a scum bucket in the theater when watching this movie, and I said, "Oh, Brie, that's so rude of you." People probably put their whole heart and soul into this movie, this passion that these filmmakers and these actors—they put and their butthole into it. That's for sure. Now I'm sitting here like nobody put any effort <laughs> into this movie.
1: Um, then um, it's like there's a creep. She's like babysitting
0: oh can i but go back to i I started writing down some quotes from these characters um so she's on like skype or uvu or whatever with her friend and her friend says in mythology the dog is a messenger of the dead to which i looked at brie and i said a lot
1: of different mythologies i said
0: what mythology
1: well in like mexican culture dogs are messengers of the dead
0: are we dealing with mexican we're dealing with like hebrew culture yes so i would have to do a little bit more research i know because i know actually a thing if
1: i know my coco correctly and coco the dog is like the is a like a guide yeah i was just like what myth and then they have this
0: weird conversation about their teacher watching like dirty videos and it's like such weird dialogue man it
1: cuts to her babysitting the teacher's children and the teacher has two kids one is a baby and like an infant yeah and the other is this little boy the
0: little kid that plays the little kid in the middle the show the middle
1: weird looking kid just in general
0: a weird perfect (laughs) casting if
1: you want a kid to be weird cast that kid cast that kid because you don't need to do any like work towards it at all he's just a strange looking cat Mm. and he still looks like that Uh,
0: doesn't doesn't he have like some kind of disorder or am i Am I off? I don't know. Somebody can write us an email and correct okay. us.
1: Um, there's creepy talking on the baby monitor. Um, look in, look in the mirror. Some people are doorways, is what it said on the baby monitor. Now they keep
0: saying that some people are doorways, but like to me that that means nothing. Well, that some means, people. I know. I know what it now. I know what it means. Yeah. But like, I just. I feel like anybody could have written that better
1: i guess yeah <laughs> the kid's a weirdo he keeps holding up a mirror to his sister's face and telling her to look in the mirror and the the kid says jumby Wants to be born now. And we have no idea who the hell Jumby is. I figured
0: Jumbie was the name of, like, a, a demon. demon or something. Yeah, Jumby yeah. wants to be
1: born now. Jumbie wants to be born. He hits her with the mirror after she tries to, like, stop him. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the parents come home and she's done babysitting. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like... How
0: would you react if your if you were a parent and your kid smacked a glass mirror in the babysitter's face? Like, I am so sorry. Like, I,
1: I'm so sorry. My, my child oh my is god. grounded forever.
0: Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I can't believe you went through this. But they didn't see. They were just like, "All right, have a good night."
1: <laughs> well, she was like, "It's fine. It's fine. It's not a big deal." Blah blah blah.
0: But for that's me. kind of like for me.
1: I'm like, this is assault, and I'm taking it to the police
0: well if I was the parent I would be like no this is like really something we need to address and like deal with because like that's not good behavior
1: you know what I mean you could have really hurt her
0: yes yeah so I feel like they just brush it off and there's a couple things in this movie where it's like these are traumatic things that happen but it almost seems like the characters are brushing it off
1: right Uh, like okay so the glove while she's walking home from this babysitting thing the glove from her dream is on the sidewalk i mean on the st- in the street if i saw a glove i saw in my dream on the street i would immediately goose pimples all over
0: i hate that you say
1: that i would be so scared
0: goosebumps pimples. Pimples. goosebumps pimples,
1: pimples, pimples, pimples,
0: pimples. anyway keep going what else um, do we got and then i gotta be honest with you i zoned out about Thirty minutes into this
1: movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's another thing where I think they get it wrong. She's making breakfast, right? She cracks the first egg; it's fine. Cracks the second egg. There's this giant ass bug in it's there. It's like
0: a locust or something. And
1: I'm like, I would be like, what the?
0: F-? They? She brushes it off. She's like, oh, that's, I she guess throws, that was just in my egg.
1: She throws it in the in the garbage or in the the sink. Probably has a garbage disposal. Because why would you throw eggs in the sink? If you no, why have would a you garb- throw?
0: A- giant like cricket looking thing and it was nasty i would
1: be like that would put i would be just like traumatized so okay let me and then tell she you she looks this. outside can and I that a weird story? kid is out there
0: can i tell you a story real sure. quick about this and how a human would react in this situation a human like myself now when i was a kid my mom would make pork chops and she would have applesauce, I love applesauce. and one day, I opened the jar of applesauce, and it was just moldy, like, inside. And I haven't eaten applesauce since. So, when you see something in your food that you don't expect to see, it kind of, like, messes you up. <laughs> so, if she, if I were her and I saw this, like, locust cricket thing come out of an egg, I would never eat eggs in my life ever again after that. <laughs> I'm just telling you how like a normal human being would react in that situation. I don't want to throw around the word traumatized because it's not traumatizing. But it's like, okay, I guess I'm just going to avoid that thing from guess now I'm
1: on. I'm making applesauce. No. <laughs> um. Then she just goes to school and she's sitting with her friends outside and then they say a slur and I'm like, oh.
0: Yeah, we both, they, they uh, sort, <laughs> I'm going to say it just No,
1: to- the R word.
0: Okay, I guess we can leave it. That's the word. I suppose that's. Uh, you, you never know when people are listening to the podcast you know they take one little f- clip of an audio and then I get fired <laughs>
1: so <laughs> it's the r-word yeah um if you don't know what the r-word is you should because it the r-word and it's the n-word are the it's two it's words not you don't say
0: it's not an appropriate or acceptable thing to say in 2022 however in t- 2009 it was like fair game I Guess. I mean,
1: I still have I have older coworkers who still use that word. Yes. And it makes me deeply uncomfortable.
0: I it that's we've come across that in I can't remember what movie we watched before, but there was something that was like, yeah, it's not acceptable today. But in the context of
1: it's not that it was the ex- year that it, it was, was made, not, it's not that it was acceptable back then.
0: It was just is that there well, was there was
1: a culture yeah. shift that happened in like twenty ten twenty twelve ish time where like we move past.
0: Well, when that. do you remember that being starting to become more taboo to say?
1: Like when I was in high school, you didn't use that. Yeah, word.
0: I remember more when I was in college. Like my freshman year of college was
1: well I have sisters who are like special ed Mm -hmm. like teachers
0: yeah I I remember going to college and there were there were things that I was used to saying when I was in high school that when I got to college it was like no like (laughs) this is not where you went to high school you know are not the same people you went to high school with And that was what kind of, like, opened my eyes to, okay, we were wrong (laughs) in high school, you know? Um, Not that it was, like, anything, like, terribly, like, I wasn't going around saying, like, racially, you know, uh, racial slurs in high school. It was like, when you call somebody gay, for example, like, obviously you don't say that, like, you don't use that in a derogatory sense today, although a lot of kids that I teach still do say that, which is (sighs) weird, but when I, I guess when I was in high school, like we would throw that around pretty, and I went to an all boys high school. So we, we would throw that around pretty frivolously. And then when I got to high school or when I got to college, it was like, no, you I learned, pre- you know, I learned pretty quick that that's not something that's okay or appropriate. And I, I was in my own little bubble in high school, I, I suppose. And being exposed to the outside world <laughs> was positive. <laughs> um similar I, similarly to what's being said here but it's strange that in 2009 you, like you said using the r word is not acceptable in 2009 like it, we knew it was bad to it's, you. Never, it's used as a slur
1: yeah it's never accept, it was never acceptable why it's put just, it in your
0: script you know what i'm saying it's like if we uh, We're under the impression that, like, yes, this is an insult that we're giving somebody. And it...
1: Also has connotations to people who have, like, a mental disability. Right.
0: What better way to make sure that your script is entirely outdated than by putting that in there? You know what I mean? So, like... It doesn't age Now well. in 2022, we hear that in a movie and we're just like, ugh, eek.
1: Yeah. We, which movie... is the
0: reaction we had. When... Yeah, we went,
1: ooh, like...
0: Yikes. Yikes.
1: <laughs> we both were like, yikes. Like <laughs> like vocal yikes. Mm-hmm. Um, then I start stopped paying attention for a little bit. Um, so,
0: yeah, well, okay. Uh, I guess I can take over. <laughs> um, uh, eggs equal bugs. friends, they say the R word. Um Oh, I wrote down that I feel like each of the friends that she has has been in a crappy 2000s horror movie before. And um one of them's played by Megan Good. The other one you said was in Twilight. The boy. The boyfriend is in Twilight. And then there's a third friend who like shows up for like two scenes and has never mentioned
1: again they couldn't get her back she was i like, guess they could she had previous mazel
0: now in uh i can't remember the actress's name in the marvelous miss mazel on amazon acclaimed actress now she
1: thought it was a stinker and she noped yeah, out of it
0: she noped out at the climax of the movie um so uh gosh i noticed in this movie Something, and I keep talking about how much I dislike the movie, but I can't find that many redeeming qualities about it. And I hate pooping on movies. I've always said, I hate, you know, complaining so you much know, about movies. You know, I take movies. big
1: dumps on movies. Yeah,
0: big mud pies. But <laughs> but um, it's hard to watch a movie, talk about it, and just truly not find all that much that was good about it, I guess and i hate saying that because people do put a lot of effort into making movies and it's supposed to be enjoyable but um i hate in these mid 2000s movies that weird like pale light blue hue that's in the movie like uh i feel like and i can't name things off the top of my head aside from twilight twilight is maybe the prototype of that color tone in that movie to make it look everything looks pale and dull and like kind of it's light but it's also pale and i thought
1: they did that because it was took place in like oregon
0: uh washington washington right
1: oh they filmed in oregon
0: yeah but this movie does that too and it annoyed me because i didn't like it in twilight and it makes the movie look boring. I, I Maybe it, it works for Twilight because of the, what Twilight is. But I thought that it made the movie really boring to look at. And this is a movie where I thought... I was about, I don't know, maybe an hour into the movie. And I said, there's a good movie in here somewhere. It's just not what we were presented. And I think it was the directorial choices that were made in the movie the script um that took that made all the wrong decisions i would agree yeah okay where do we go next enough of me complaining um
1: uh, her eye turns a different
0: color yeah her eye starts turning a different color uh the only thing they got right was chicago that one exterior shot of them in the city on like michigan avenue yeah, after
1: she goes to the eye doctor yeah
0: where they have the street musicians and i was like yeah you can probably that's pretty pretty chicago you know
1: um i thought it was interesting uh, this movie was entirely shot in the chicago and the surrounding suburbs
0: That is interesting because normally you would outsource locations for interior shots or something that's not necessarily prominent of Chicago or shows that it is Chicago.
1: It was like Chicago, Mundelein, Melrose Park, uh, a couple other.
0: Yeah, you mentioned a couple other places like uh, northern suburb. I don't know.
1: All around suburbs. Yeah. Melrose Park. That's where like my grandparents grew up.
0: Mm hmm. Um, Okay. I'm trying to think. Okay. So uh, I didn't take take a lot of notes. She talks
1: about her mom and like we get the whole backstory of like her mom hung herself. And then like the guy says. I mean, they do a
0: lot of explaining. Yeah. The eye doctor is
1: like. (laughs) Did you have a twin? And she's like, No, not that I know. And then she goes to her dad, and her dad, she's like, Dad, did I have a twin? And then he tells us this long-winded story about like, Oh yeah, you did have a twin, and he died in the uterus. And
0: you know what would have made that better? What if she would have found something that right? Like, I think it's a shortcut. She would have found like a paper. It's a shortcut that would have showed us.
1: It's a shortcut. Like find a sonogram with the two fetuses.
0: There you go. You just you've you've saved about 15 minutes of your movie
1: and, and you, showed you us. could use it
0: for different things.
1: And you showed us. You didn't tell us like dad told us straight up. Your mom was depressed. OK. okay
0: listen, Casey. Now, uh, here's this very convoluted backstory about your twin brother, Jumbie.
1: Yeah, and we were like, oh, yeah, we didn't even name you guys yet. We were just calling him Jumbie. <laughs> what? And I'm like...
0: Jumbie. <laughs> and
1: I said, you know, Peanut, I could understand. Little Baby, I could understand. But Jumbie, I was like, where'd they get that from?
0: That's what I was thinking, too. It's I said, like, what do they
1: call her, Wumby. Yeah, Wombie. And, and they have Jumbie and Wombie. I don't know, like... Where do you even get jumbie For from? For all
0: of the explaining that they do about everything in this movie, they didn't once bother to explain to us the origins of the name jumbie. Why jumbie? That was my question the entire movie. Why wow, jumbie. why jumbie? Why couldn't you and, use, You know, you, use thought any you, any other get, you thought you were going to you thought you
1: were going to get like a better explanation to why it's called jumbie.
0: We did get an explanation?
1: you think that when, like, the whole beginning, it's like, Jumbie (laughs) wants to be born now. And you're like, what's this
0: Jumbie? You know what they could have done is, for all the explaining that they do, they could have been, like, at the end, oh, I guess your mom was, like, influenced by the demon and came up with the name Jumbie. Because that's the demon's name or whatever.
1: And then she researches, like, this old lady that her mom went and talked to. And this woman ends up being uh, her grandmother. And... Her grandma, like, reacts negatively and tells her to get out once she sees the picture of the mom with the little boy in the mirror. It's like, get out of here. But then she calls her. Well, she's also,
0: like, um, Casey is also experiencing some, like, paranormal events going on. I wrote that mirror jump scene that's in the movie where it's very, like, cliched. She opens the mirror and uh, he's, in there. he's in there or whatever, and... There's no like tension building like we I know guess. it's going to happen. So I can't uh, two modern examples from 2022 movies that did that better um, because I wrote down. It's no a bit better. What?
1: She opens it. There's nothing. But then she closes it. and He's in the mirror.
0: N- that's like a more. That's a cliched. I don't I think that's better than what they did yeah, it's better I don't than, think than what
1: that's they did what... It's, it's literally or she oh she opens it there's nothing in there she closes it she turns around he's there
0: yes now that both of those ideas are Cli- cliche, though, though cliche, cliche
1: but they'd be better than what they did exactly which was shove this kid in a in a cabinet <laughs> all crazy like and it was not scary
0: I can think of two modern examples from 2022 horror movies that did that better first was scream five when Wes is in the house and he keeps like like he opens the, fr- the the freezer door and you think when he closes something's gonna be behind him but nobody's there is because you're you're conditioning the audience to expect something. And then you don't deliver on that. So when you do, when you do the impact of that is, And they tried
1: greater. doing that, but they took a shortcut. Exactly. They didn't build it up.
0: Smile does that. We talked about smile, which we'll probably cover on this podcast at some point in the future. Smile does that very nicely where it's like, once you get that window jump scare, your eyes are always oh, on the window. They do it
1: with the, Always using negative space, but doing nothing with the negative Mm -hmm. space scares the diseases out of you. Exactly.
0: So there are creative ways that you could have handled that jump scene in particular. They just lazily chose not to do it. Oh my gosh.
1: They did one (laughs) other time where she hears knocking and Mm -hmm. nothing is there, but it's not enough. Like you need to establish a pattern of this happening.
0: Exactly. Because you're messing with audience psychology with horror movies. So they
1: gave me what I wanted like right away.
0: Yes, so the impact of that jump scare is not felt. The weight there's not a lot of weight there. I don't
1: feel like any of the jump scares were effective jump scares in this movie. I don't
0: think anything in this movie was. It took the time and effort to be scary or to have that impact on the audience. I feel like, as that review said, they took a lot of shortcuts to say, "Fuck it, here's a scary movie. We're popping it out, make some money now," and. So when Megan Good's character gets stabbed, it's like you could have played around with the audience in tension building for that impact to happen, that stab to her to happen. But instead, it's I got to knock on the door. I'm going to go answer it. Boom. Get stabbed. Yeah. And it's like, is that scary or is it supposed to be scary because it's like a little kid with a weird face doing it? You know. Are we messing with with the audience psychology? Or are
1: we being lazy? Or are we being lazy? Well, we get this... The grandma, at first, turns her away, but then calls her on the phone. It's like, you have to come back in here. I, have st- I, I pretended I didn't know who you were or what you were talking about, but I'm going to tell you. And she talks about um, she was... A little girl in Auschwitz and she was a twin and her brother with, her, with her brother. It's convoluted. And the Nazis like to pr- perform experiments on twins and they'll perform a bunch of experiences, ex- experiments and her brother died. And then a couple days later he came back to life, but it wasn't him. It was something else. And I killed it. And now it's been following us ever since. And then they call it the Dibuch, book and the books are real in.
0: Yeah, you did a little research on the um,
1: book. A dibuk is a true, like, mystical creature in, like, Jewish mythology. Not like this. A dibuk in Jewish mythology is it's said to... the spirit to, of a dead guy, it's right? It's the spirit of a dead guy who possesses... At least what I read, it possesses women on their wedding night. Like, the day before their wedding. And it enters their body through their vagina. Gross. And it's morphed over time, but it's always the spirit of a man possessing, like somebody yeah which now, would be true like this is probably the spirit of a man it's a negative it's not spirit. a demon that's we keep it's calling it a demon and a it demon. keeps making
0: demon faces and it's like, not
1: a demon it's a dead it's a dead person it's a dead person so he how, wants to come back but then
0: this is where it's like the movie is lazy and it doesn't
1: why is he so scary looking right it's just like how is how is it manipulating
0: person? reality you know what i mean where it's like there's, a scene, there's have, a scene where like a dude is on all fours and the head's upside down. Like
1: it should be if it's just the spirit of a dead person.
0: It be a ghost.
1: No, it's not a ghost. The book is a spirit, like a spirit who did not ascend. I want
0: to know how you, how this idea for this movie came about. I don't
1: know. Was anybody involved in this creation of this movie Jewish? I don't know. Because I, I would feel really uncomfortable... If I was me, myself, writing a story about Jewish mythology and I'm not Jewish. But
0: do you, but okay, so let's let's make an assumption here that the people that were involved with this movie or the dude that wrote it is Jewish. Do you think it was a matter of like, I just learned about this thing and it's like, ooh, that can make a really interesting horror movie? Or do you think it's like, I have been told about this thing since I was a kid and let's put it into a horror movie? i i don't know what are you googling
1: i'm googling the writer of
0: david s goyer yeah can i mention a scene that we skipped sure okay so they go to like a club um casey her boyfriend what's her boyfriend jewish what's her boyfriend's name i don't remember guy guy yeah And her two friends, they go to a club and they don't seem very phased about all the paranormal stuff that's happening to them. But they're like, let's let loose at this club. Let's get some drinks. And Casey is not feeling great. She goes to the bathroom and she starts vomiting. And then she sees like (laughs) on the wall of the stall. I don't know, just like a hole.
1: Uh, he was like that's a glory hole and then i said yeah. i said okay but why is it in the girl's bathroom
0: i don't know Bre- uh, glory holes are usually in sense. a male
1: bathroom none of this makes sense it's men and you who know like what's pee-pee. even nastier what? is
0: that she puts her eye next to it and it's like you know what that's for girl Ew. <laughs> like you know what that that hole's been used for and she puts her eye next to it, and then it bugs and vomit and glister. yeah, it's it's nasty. And then they all just walk it off. Yeah, she's like not impacted by this traumatic event at all, and it's like she's like, okay, I'm good. Let's go home.
1: I need to have more. Like I need more. I need to believe that you're scared. If the main character is not scared, why would I so be scared?
0: I want to put this into perspective for us now. Last week's episode, we covered X from Ty West. And we talked about how it is refreshing to have so much time spent focusing on our characters, getting a, to know no, them. No, but
1: that's how scary movies need to be. You need to spend most of your time developing the characters. Why should we care about these people?
0: Mm-hmm. Right? I don't give a toot about anybody in the, the Unborn. And then the third
1: act of the movie should be the scary thing. I, let's even put it, paranormal activity. Yes. Paranormal Activity spends a lot of time developing.
0: You get to the learn. It. You get to know characters. You get to see the chemistry between, uh, God, what are they, Mika and uh, uh, the husband, Katie. Yeah, Katie, the husband and the wife, the wife. You get to see the connection between them. It slowly builds up.
1: And the last act of the movie is where things go to hundred. Yeah, everything goes bonkers. That's what makes a movie scary. I was like, Halloween.
0: This is, and Halloween is the the gold standard. You in You get opinion, to know Laurie and her
1: friends, mm-hmm. and the last act of the movie is where everyone, like everything, Laurie and up. Michael
0: don't have that showdown until the last like fifteen minutes of the movie, and your entire movie is spent getting to know Laurie and her friends. So when the impact of their deaths happen, it is scarier. It it's is scary. more emotional. It's, you don't want to see them die.
1: It, you know? It's la- It's lazy writing. It's very lazy. Like, um, we're going into the next scene in this movie where the friend is driving. Yeah. And she a hits weird scene. the weird kid. Little middle kid. And he's fine. She gets out of the car and he's like...
0: No, this kid, she... Like, I... Uh, I feel bad because I audibly laughed at this scene. Like he gets hit hard. He gets hit so hard he cracks the windshield of her car. And this is like a little like, I don't know, seven-year-old kid. And she hits him so hard that he flies off of his big wheel and onto the hood of the car. Cracks Cracks the windshield of the car and then drops down.
1: I would have called the police immediately she does not he's up and walking around and and she's he's like fine. oh
0: you're good okay bye
1: i would still call he like <laughs> hit my windshield really hard well she drives away
0: i mean from what i saw that windshield was done that windshield was like ruined and she just drives away like nothing happens it's
1: crazy but then he tells
0: her like he tells her you better stop um i'm gonna kill He doesn't
1: you. want you to help her and she's like yeah whatever and
0: <laughs> as we all are in this movie
1: <laughs> she um grandma dies um because grandma be messing around with um jumbies business
0: wait with grandma yeah Grand. well grandma also tells um casey you need to get rid of your mirrors
1: be- get rid of your mirrors and um i forget the what the one?
0: other oh god i zoned out
1: mirrors and- something
0: about mirrors I, well, uh, while you're remembering oh, the that, wind chimes the wind chimes because that's when you know that it's coming um get rid of the mirrors and she gets rid of the mirrors in the most impractical way well, ever grandma
1: says to burn them
0: to shatter the, i mean that's a large cleanup yeah you gotta she destroy took like the a mirror. hammer and she just, said
1: you gotta destroy the mirrors." All right,
0: i would have just thrown it out but okay
1: the directions were destroy. he heard throughout <laughs>
0: I, I wouldn't make that big of a mess especially with glass in my house. True, but true. But that's just me. Um and I'm not being so haunted by a
1: debook. Jumbi, the debook J- um goes after grandma. Uh we know that he goes when he's going to go after people cuz the lights don't work in the house. Mm-hmm. So her light doesn't work so she leaves her little room in the, like the old people home and she sees this weird guy, her friend who's in a wheelchair. And then the next time she sees him, the wheelchair is like turned over. And then he's at the bottom of the stairs. Then he starts like his head getting on all fours. His head turns around upside down. He chases her. And I remember in the theater, we started laughing.
0: Now, it is an unsettling image, but I don't think that it's used properly. If you look at, I mean, these aren't the best examples, but like, I don't know, The Conjuring like the Conjuring movies do, like creatures effects it,
1: like that. Is it the music?
0: It could be, it could be, or it's just like I don't know what I'm watching. Why is he doing that? Can't why can the book make him do that? I don't know
1: because from my understanding for all the explanation my my understanding of the book is it can't do this that's
0: me too that's my understanding too um can I mention we also skipped over something that's quite important um we meet a rabbi she goes to a rabbi at the uh, oh yeah and the rabbi is played by Gary Oldman who shows up in this movie for whatever reason he's a uh, academy award uh, winning and or nominated person
1: and he and plays the rabbi just like in this movie, and, the, and he's like, "Okay, like you're probably like this is probably not really How happening." How the hell did they but get Gary says, Oldman? But he says, "Even if this is true, he's like, you have to believe in the religion, in the higher power, for uh, for this to work. If you don't believe, like you're it's not like Santa, like you're not yeah. going to, <laughs> like it's not going to work." Mm-hmm. He's like, "I'll translate this text for you anyway, whatever." Jumby then, after killing grandma, is like, I'm going to go see that rabbi.
0: But the rabbi scares off. The, there's a dog. He sees a dog with the upside down head. He's like, you got to leave. Yeah, get it. Shoo! Get out of here! Go on, and, get it! Basically, he yells at the dog. And and the dog's I think like, the, right, the, the
1: rabbi's like, now I'm going to call this girl. and like, we're going to get this taken care of because she's not lying. Yes. Um... So old woman
0: dead, rabbi still alive. We meet then. The rabbi brings us to an Episcopalian.
1: I'm not sure.
0: Um, A Catholic, not a Catholic, a Christian. Yeah. Protestant Christian priest who has, who is played by Idris Elba. What the hell? <laughs> like,
1: I said they made a bad movie, but they
0: got a lot of people in it. They must have. The I said, how did they get all these people? And Bree said they must have not used the budget. They must have had money left over or something
1: that like, they're like, let's get some... these
0: really prolific actors for this crappy January horror movie,
1: um, and they're gonna perform an exorcism. In this time, it's the a friend, Jewish exorcism. Yes. In this time, her friend gets killed by the little Maddie, the y- kid.
0: Yeah, who like we went over the scene a little bit where she's on skype or uvu and then she hears a knock on the door and uh casey's like no don't answer that
1: and then she sees in the mirror the reflection of the little boy and she's like oh god
0: yeah jumpy we gotta
1: go we gotta go and she calls her boyfriend they both like drive over there and then the little kid has already stabbed and then her friend gets possessed
0: well the little kid's got a weird demon face now (sighs) yeah and uh then the, d- the book leaves the kid goes, goes into, into the, the dead friend and then they just like ditch the body and run away
1: yeah <laughs> so they like, do go we get to this exorcism we so we're, a, we're, we so, a- we're
0: starting to establish that the book can possess people just like willy-nilly
1: yes which is not the explanation they gave to us at the beginning no where it had to be a dead body right or like the soul of like an innocent bait be- like a fo- fetus before it like develops yes like, it's got to be either a dead a
0: dead person or from my understanding of these rules, either a dead person or like a fetus. Am I incorrect here? I mean,
1: that's what I assumed. But let me get this exorcism. It's Jewish exorcism. They have to have 10 people. They tell us 10 people because there's 10 something or other, 10 commandments, 10... There's all like this. seven random. there. They're telling us, they're just explaining the hell out of us for yeah. this for 10 minutes. They they strap her in. They're talking about what's going to happen. They're, you got like a bunch of people that we've never seen before.
0: Yeah, a bunch of random, bunch are of there. random
1: people, and, not and random w- people die, and you're like, "Why should I feel bad? I don't know these people." Well, and not once is there that third friend
0: in there. No,
1: she, she just dips out of she the movie. I'd be I mean, like, "You gotta you, <laughs> goodbye." They, they don't think to call her. Um, it they fails the exorcism, and then this guy's the jumbie is like terrorizing everybody. He kills a couple people. Um, possesses Idris Alba and he punches yeah. through a wall and grabs her boyfriend. Yeah, and her boyfriend hits him in the head with a pipe, and then the boyfriend gets possessed and he like choke holds her up against the wall. People are just getting
0: possessed uh, left and, and right. And They're then they dead. finish. They They're finish
1: the the exorcism at the end and it's like banished
0: super anticlimactic
1: um, it's anticlimactic and then she's like why is this this happen all right then and then we get like this flashback to her puking and all is her counting how many days until her period and she's realized she's missed her period and it's because it's in a it started bothering her because she's pregnant
0: and my jacket just fell off of the Spooky, back of mine yeah. Ooh, it's jumbie <laughs>
1: Anyway, that's the movie.
0: And that yeah, that was a movie that we
1: watched. That was a movie that we watched. It was a, definitely a movie.
0: So, brie overall thoughts I think we kind of expressed. Um,
1: I I told you our on feelings about uh, it. how scary is it? on our so, it, It's not
0: the the again, the podcast is not how bad is it's it. How it's how is scary is it? It's how scary is it? And
1: not once was I actually scared except above the bugs because i don't like bugs so i give this a nice 1.3 it's not very scary i thought you
0: were generous you asked me what my scale was going what my lying on the scale was going to be i also thought about the bugs i thought about the dog wearing the mask and that was enough to give it a solid 0. 0.5 for
1: yeah me. so is it scary no no i would i let my child watch this no, no, it's because a, m- a mature. No, I wouldn't want let my child watch it because they over-sexualize every female oh, in this movie. Oh, can we talk
0: about that real quick before we end this episode of the podcast? Oh, is, we talked about this. You, we, I showed you the poster for the movie and somebody on Letterboxd had a really good uh, I'm gonna, comment. I'm going gonna,
1: I'm gonna to th- throw it out there. There's one scene where she's walking around in her underwear. She turns to face us and you could see please tell me don't say it don't say it <laughs> you could see like her genitalia yeah
0: okay that's a better way of putting it and
1: i was like oh my oh my god i was more graphic in our house you, <laughs> you were much
0: more graphic in our house and i was like i i hope she doesn't I, but use you that see, vernacular how, you can
1: clearly see like the definition through her underwear of her genitalia and i said that's so inappropriate Okay, so she's like walking
0: around her house in her underwear and i said to Bree, i'm like do women do I, I don't know like do women go to you go to sleep in your underwear generally no you don't you like no you wear pajamas. only only
1: sometimes when it's like hot as satan outside but
0: this movie takes place in the winter yeah it
1: doesn't make sense i would be in like five layers
0: they, they put her in her underwear For a couple a times a, a couple times of the in time. this movie
1: when she's in her house she's like always like she's like, always scantily wearing, wearing
0: underwear and then the poster for the movie is her and her underwear underwear, butt facing us the viewer and she's like standing and you see her back and you see her butt in the underwear and it's right above the title of the unborn so your eyes just can't help but be drawn to
1: and it makes sense when you know who produced the movie yes and he over sexualizes women
0: the movie is produced by Platinum Dunes, which is Michael Bay's uh, production company for horror and films. And if you
1: know his issues with some of the actresses he's worked with, it's the complaint of he over-sexualizes people.
0: You watch a Transformers movie and you will see them just be like, look how freaking hot this lady is.
1: They d- He doesn't cast women because they're good actors. He casts the hottest women who auditions.
0: Yes. So I can totally... I don't know if this is true, and I'm not trying to make assumptions here, but I can definitely based on the track record, I can see maybe some production notes that have been like, okay, we need more you know TNA. <laughs> that I could see that being production notes to the director about whatever's going on. Like you need you need to put this in because it's gonna draw the male viewer. And But it also turns off the be, female viewer. But this is a movie that Plot-wise, I don't think would draw in a lot of male viewers because it's about, like, a baby and it's about a pregnancy and there's it's got a female lead.
1: So weird choices. So it's
0: like if you want to draw in the male viewer, you got to make the female lead look Naked. appealing to the <laughs> male viewer, I guess.
1: Anyway, it... <sighs> That one scene. It's the,
0: it's the South Park conversation. We were just watching the Game of Thrones episodes of South Park, and they were talking about <laughs> Game of Thrones and genitalia.
1: And, and I'm like, like it
0: does it feel threatening to the female viewer?
1: <laughs> to me, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe they have it. Uh, the, uh, like it's different to have like underwear on and it'd be like boy shorts, mm-hmm. or like like underwear. They could
0: they could have put her in shorts.
1: Right? And it it would do, have it done the same thing. Cheeky shorts, like mm-hmm. very short shorts. They chose. Or there's even like the like. And that's so she's, strange. She's,
0: and I understand this is an exorcism, but she's strapped into. And they the put chair. a ball gag well, they on put her. put a ball gag on her. And I was like, Jesus
1: Christ. I, like, told, I told them, I was like, they put a ball gag on her. I get the explanation
0: that they give, like, oh, you're going to bite your tongue off. But they could it's, have given her like a piece of wood. It's
1: inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like several points in this movie was inappropriate. And I was like the man who wrote this movie, shame it on you. It was
0: definitely like let's put in these subtle nods of sexualizing this woman because then if we make her look hot, then it's going to draw on the male viewer.
1: That was just it's a shame. I think that was So it was not scary. It was a little inappropriate.
0: I um, would say not scary. Um I would give it a, a definitely 0.5 for the bugs and the dog. But I would
1: say don't bother.
0: Oh, you're gonna give recommendations? Yeah, now? don't bother. <laughs> just don't bother with this. Don't one. bother.
1: If you haven't seen it, or if you saw it when I saw it back in 9 don't bother.
0: If you're gonna go see this in the movie theater, just heckle it,
1: <laughs> right? Like now, now I'm, I,
0: like, now I'm not giving you so much grief. Now,
1: now I'm afraid of Megan because it's coming out in January. Like I'm afraid that it's gonna be bad.
0: Yeah, you looked at me and you were like january horror movies it's not not, well because scream 5 i think came out in january last year it was like really good and it made some money so i'm thinking that that trend might not be we'll see a trend anymore catch us
1: when we go and see post-covid
0: movie releases have been like fluctuated so you never know what things are going to be in the post-covid world of movies but prior to that, yeah, January was the time when you would dump any kind of crappy horror movie, because people don't see movies in January. And if I you do. know if you know the movie is going to flop and you know it's going to be bad, you just want to just get it out there, you know.
1: Well, that was the unborn.
0: Yeah, thanks Bree. Thanks for this one.
1: You're welcome. Stay stay tuned for our next one.
0: Which we don't know. Which
1: we don't know because it's a surprise every time. Um we're still in the process of rebranding on our socials, so don't bother.
0: <laughs> we'll get it done by the end of the January bunch of podcasts. Um
1: you could always follow Anthony on Twitter though.
0: At GLDTV1.
1: And if you want to get a hold of me. You have to wait till you see a blue glove in the street and hope that you don't get hit by a car. There'll
0: be a dog wearing a weird human mask. That's me. How they get I, it on a dog? It's me
1: shaped like a dog. How do they get that on a dog? Dog got a snoot. Also, did you notice what kind of dog it was? It was, a, it was uh, like those pit target pit It was dogs. like a, what is it called? It's like American Pitbull? American like Pitbull terrier or something yeah. like that like the target dog With like a long snout it has a long snoot it's a, the longest snooty snoot that you ever seen. yeah yet.
0: and they put a mask on it
1: very interesting anyway um, do you think it's
0: cruel to put the mask on a dog like i that? mean i put
1: clothes on our dog
0: no but like to cover up the dog's mouth and nose and eyes but it's
1: they could dog could still breathe all right well. he's a he's a performer that's what he does he's an actor he's an actor <laughs> he's a job yeah, well, yeah, anyway. I think it was really
0: cruel of to them to flip the dog's head upside down for that. one. Oh, yeah. Too. Rude. <laughs> um,
1: I hope you enjoyed. I know I did it, but.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, well, um, we're going to wrap it up. So for us here at How Scary Is It with Anthony and Bree, my name is Anthony. And I'm Bree. And you can find us anywhere that you get your podcast, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, I think we're on Amazon Music now. There's a lot of oh, cool, yeah, we are. Um, there's a lot of different places. Shoot us that five stars, give us that rating. Please don't give us a crappy letterbox rating like they gave to the Unborn. Um, but we appreciate all of our listeners and everything that uh, everything that we're doing. So, uh, come back next week and we'll be back with another horror movie. Signing off. My name's Anthony.
1: And I'm Brie again.
0: Okay, we have. Let's end this thing. No ending music. <laughs>